The following views expressed are those of the speakers and do not represent the views of DOD or its components. Pay attention because you are now listening to Permission to Speak Freely. 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 Welcome back to another episode of Permission to Speak Freely. I'm Damo and I'm Damon. Mm, had to put the had to put the real good tone on it today, man. Had to get the real smooth sound on it, man. Yeah, I hear that shit, right? How you doing? What's up with you, man? <laughs> hey, I'm good, man. You know, I've been chilling, man. I went to the command. He told me to go to the crib, man. So I've been at home chilling. You know, munching those kids again. You know, making sure those grades are good to go. You know, got a couple phones right now in the room, you know, for for some you for a good phones. reason. What do you mean you got a couple phones? Yeah, for a good reason, man. You know, sometimes they get out of line, I got to get those phones. I'm like, you take electronics, kids move around, mm. man. You get those phones, I'm here to tell you. And not just phones, video games, phones, anything. Kids move around, man. Yeah, so, yeah. So you at work, but you're not working. Exactly. Mm. You exactly. It's one of those, you know how it is now, man, with the COVID thing, man. They don't, you know, they, you don't short, COVID and short duty is a good thing right now, man. COVID and short duty. <laughs> Tell you what ain't a good thing, then. COVID and C duty. <laughs> you still getting paid? Yeah, man. Get mm. it. Yeah, get Must paid. Nice, man. Real good, man. I pay, pay real good. So, yeah, man, that's what I've been doing, man. What you been up to? Inserve, man. Oh, man, that's like three <laughs> weeks in a row you said that, man. You started off with Inserve, man. Yeah, Inserve, man. That's how it starts, man. It starts and ends with Inserve. So, uh, <laughs> This uh, actually, this is my last day uh, before I got duty. I got duty tomorrow, um, and we record on Saturdays. So I got duty on tomorrow, which is Sunday, and then the world won't see me again until insert if it's over. So that's all right. We already know the world gonna be waiting on us, man. Mm. They gonna be waiting on us, no doubt about that. So um, this insert thing, man. So you know, I'm thinking about it for a second. Like you go into work. It's dark. Yeah, yeah. You get off work. It's dark. Yeah. Man, what a life to live. Are you work? Are you working weekends yet? This this is my last day of, day of uh, liberty until in service over. So. Oh man, that's seven days a week. <laughs> to my seven days. It's probably gonna be like an eleven day stretch. <laughs> and I know how you are, man. You one of those guys. If you stay at work too late, you might as well just spend the night on board. That's uh, that's not you. Nah, nah. <laughs> I just want to throw no, it out no, there. No, no. We, could do, we could do a switchboard clean until 4.30 in the morning. You're still going home. I'm getting in the car, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting in the car. We out of there, man. Oh, man. I thought you stayed on board, man. No, nah, no, no. That's like the thing. That's like the no-no. You know, you, you get the guys in the circle. Hey, you know, who's staying on board? We stay late. Nobody staying on board. That's a that's a no. We, you don't stay on board. If you could go home on Liberty, you're going on Liberty. Yeah. I feel you, man. I'm the same way. I don't care what time it is. I'm going home, man. So one other thing I wanted to talk about real quick, man. I know um, we talked briefly last time about, you know, me getting my eval. And I said it was pretty good. Just came out. You know, I ain't say what I got or nothing like that. But it was pretty good eval. So I heard you just signed yours. Yeah, I signed my eval. How was that thing, man? I'm happy about it. I mean, when you put, you know, when you put work in, it's good to see, you know, sometimes the result of the work that you put in. And, you know, with commands, we talked about how it could be political, how evals could, you know, kind of have yeah. a certain connotation to them. And, you know, you might feel like you deserve this or you deserve that. I feel like I got what I worked for and it's nothing more to ask, you know, from anybody outside of that. So it was a good eval. It was a unique debrief. Uh, it was just me and the captain. 
And that yeah. was just because of InServe and we got yeah. so much stuff going on. So it was just me and a captain and he talked to me and it was pretty cool. I was able to ask him a couple questions, got like a real intimate conversation out of the captain. So that was a cool thing. Yeah, because one thing about those evals, man, when you like when you put that work in for those evals and say you don't put that work in, you kind of know where you are. You know where you are in the, in the, in the when it comes to the pecking order. Right. But let me tell you this, man, when you put that work in, you don't get what you reserve. That's when it's a problem. Stuff like that can divide. Yeah, that's know, that's when the anger kind of yeah, anger and all that stuff. So I'm glad you got what you deserve, man. Most definitely. So that's a good thing, man. Yeah, I remember uh, being the LPO and one of my guys. He was a third class. He was outpacing everybody, but he went TAD. And if he listen, he gonna know exactly who I'm talking to. But he went TAD for a while and he worked. He bust his ass. He was working with like civilians, and uh, we did an eval debrief. And he didn't get what he deserved, right? So he didn't get what he wanted or what he deserved. He got pissed. You know, he got he got kicked out the debrief. Yeah. <laughs> and then after he got kicked out the debrief, me being an LPO got kicked out the debrief too, you know? And I mean, it was a big thing because he just didn't work for us for like four months. So it's like, how can you? And it's the same dude from the uh, story about the bumps on the neck. That's why I say, God, Tony D. So it's like, but it's like, man, if you didn't work for, you know, for us for four months, a lot of that stuff we can't kind of equate to what you did. And then if the civilian's not adding nothing to your eval, it's like, what do we have to put on this eval? And, um, he was just pissed, man. He got kicked out the debrief. You know, the commanders, it's my debrief. This is my debrief. It's not yours. Uh, EM1, go out there. You better go out there and calm him down. So I went out, I talked to him. And I, I mean, I understand and I, I understood, you know, his issues. But he wound, yeah. up, he wound up making rank super fast. Real smart guy. Cut like a 99 on the exam. Made rank ET. Yeah, man. That's good stuff, man. But hey, it, it most definitely can be an issue, man. So, man, what's going on, man? What we talk about today? Uh, well, today we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, I do want to, you know, we just today is Halloween today, right? So 2020 Halloween. And if you don't know this, Sean Connery passed away. Yeah. So we man, just found that I out. That. I saw that, man. That was crazy, man. 90 years old, man. 90 years old. He so. lived, though. I think 90 years old, man. You didn't live, man. Oh, like, yeah. like no, man, yeah, 90 yeah, years man. old. James Bond. I mean, yeah, James, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. James Bond. <laughs> so, you know, we you know, we talk about a lot of heroes every day, you know, uh real heroes. You got Marvel characters, you got um actual, you know, military members, freedom fighters, and people throughout history that, you know, were heroes. And Sean Connery played a bunch of heroes in, in his career, and I'm sure he, you know, meant a lot to some aspiring actors out there. So I do definitely want to say rest in peace to Sean Connery, one of my, you know, one of my favorite actors coming up. Yeah, man, no doubt, man. Big shout out to Sean Connery, man. Like that's it's a big deal, man. It's a big deal, especially in the, in the movie world and things like that. People really um, thinking about that today. I'm sure that's on a lot of people's minds today. But I also want to throw a shot, you know, on this Halloween thing, man. I'm just gonna be real with you. Hey, my kids ain't going to Halloween. We ain't going trick or treat. You know, COVID's out there and COVID is real, man. If you guys don't know, it spikes everywhere. I am not going trick-or-treating. No one is coming to my door and think they're going to get candy from me. It's not happening. Not today. So as you can see right here on my on my table, I got my kids already got their candy right now. That's what they're going to have because I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not playing around with this COVID thing, man. It ain't coming back in my house. I ain't messing around. You don't feel like they could safely trick-or-treat? Nope. Mm. I, I'm, I'm just gonna be straight up Nope it's, it's, it's man It is real out there And I know we take stuff for granted But I'm telling you This COVID thing is real And it's spreading Quickly 
It's crazy because I, I feel like Halloween is like like COVID safe already. How? Explain. They wearing masks, right? That's the first point, right? So they got masks on already. Some of them, I guess. You know, Someone some got of them, paint on them. Yeah, no, I mean, you're not going to wear paint because of COVID. <laughs> like, like you're going to wear a mask, right? So then some of them wear gloves. And then they get, I was explaining this to my wife earlier. The candy is in the factory. You know what I'm saying? It's probably made by some machine. Somebody who got COVID. Probably made by a machine. If it's a person touching that candy in the factory, they probably got gloves on, right? So then True. that candy gets wrapped in the bag. Most likely it's fun size candy. So then that fun size candy get wrapped in another bag. And then that stuff get packaged into probably a bigger box. And then it get handled and taken to a supermarket, right? Mm-hmm. All right, let's skip some of the steps, right? Let's get to the house. So if I got a house and I want to give out candy to kids. Hold on. Can I stop you one second? Is this your favorite holiday? Yes. So, oh, okay. That's why we going all in. You know, you <laughs> yeah, just playing yeah, this step by step to me. Now, go yeah, ahead, man. I figured go it ahead. out, man. I, I mapped it out, right? So, I got go the ahead. house. You know what I'm saying? And I want to give out candy to kids. I, it's a couple routes I could take, right? I could sit outside. First off, I could sit outside and watch the kids come to my house and maintain social distance. Like, that's why a lot of people don't think that that'll work, right? Here's how that works. You just tell kids, hey, you, stay six feet away, right? Eat, <laughs> right? Or I could lay little buckets of candy in six foot intervals outside of my house and just have the kids come grab and go easy covid free halloween yeah sounds real easy till you start dealing with these kids right <laughs> you gonna have you if you sit those buckets up there six feet apart one kid gonna come through there and have four or five buckets no i don't think so man. yeah they have like four or five buckets man or taking big ass hands full you're gonna be out there for like 10 minutes and think you're gonna be out there for hours chilling yeah you bet that by 10 minutes yeah i Keep actually to be, <laughs> to be honest i fear like i fear children like under 10 i have a, yeah i have a fear of them you know like i was just i was walking my dog the other day and they like me a little cute dog so i told my wife before i'm like you know because it's covid she don't want the kids touching the dog so i'm like hey babe it's easy just tell the kids that because of covid they can't touch the dog so, so you know, I'm walking the dog. I'm thinking it's gonna be easy. Like six kids run up, like what, like, 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 really real, like danger in their eyes. You know what I'm saying? Like all I see is like anger, hands out, and they just want to <laughs> touch my dog, right? Yeah. They like, oh, you got a dog, and they had a dog too, and my heart melted, man. So they all put hands on my mm, dog. Yeah, I went home, man. I patted him down, you know, I, I did everything I had to do, but I couldn't fight the kids that wanted to touch the dog. Man. Nah, nah, nah. You gotta, you gotta let them rub the dog, man. That's all you could do, man. But yeah, man, luckily for me, I say this, my kids is all for not going trick-or-treating. Man, I, they, they, they all about this COVID. Like, this ain't me. I know, you know. How you, you know that, man? Because <laughs> I asked them. Yeah, but how you know they told you the truth? Well, it don't matter. As long as they say no, <laughs> they don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't even care, man. Yeah, you never know. Say no. <laughs> oh, hey, they said no. Hey, that's that's my kids right there, man. I like it. Yeah, you never know if they told you the truth, yeah, man. They, I think they told me the truth. I don't think they got a problem with telling me what they want to do. They don't want to do. They always tell you the truth. Your kids always tell you the truth. They, I don't know about all that, but they try. Yeah, they they don't want free candy from you know people all around the neighborhood. That's <laughs> <laughs> like they, shit, shit. I want free candy right now. Hey, <laughs> hey, that's why we bought them some, man. Looking out for them, man. Oh, y'all did y'all? Yeah, Halloween? I don't want them to be sad, man. I got them some extra stuff too, as you guys can see on the table, man. They got they got what all you got? Type what of you stuff, got here, man? man? I got all kind of little knickknacks for them, man. They're going to be very happy with this candy, man. Butterfinger. Very it's happy. like, my, I'm, I'm going to eat one of these right now. I yeah, go ahead, man. Do your thing, man. 
So today we got a lot of stuff that we need to talk talk about, right? Some some lighter stuff, a little bit heavier stuff. Um, one of the first things is pretty cool, right? Uh, about Stay Twenty One program. Yeah, man. So Stay Twenty One, right? So we pretty much got our first uh, actual seaman to admiral, right? A guy that that, that came in, um, went to boot camp in San Diego. He's um he was a QM one, uh, Navy SEAL, and he actually went in the program, right? Matthew Burns, Admiral Matthew Burns, congratulations, Matthew Burns, right? So he was a SEAL, and I think the good another one of those good things about the State Twenty One program is that they can stay in they um in their community, mm-hmm. right? So he he been around the Navy SEAL community, he stayed in that community, but. Um, being one of the first, though, I think that's that's a that's a big thing when when people are thinking about oh when I do this program, have anybody else actually made admiral? So yeah, now it actually happened. You know I mean, it, it happened, man. This guy been in the navy thirty two years, man. It's an admiral, man, rear admiral. It's a big deal. So, um, but the program itself, though, for for people out there, man, and I think it's a, a great program. It's one of those programs that you can go from enlisted to commission, right? So um, back in the day, you know, it was a lot, a lot of commission programs out there, right? So what happened was they started putting a lot of these programs together, right? You had programs out there like, you know, the ECP was the enlisted commissioning program, aviation enlisted program, nuclear civil engineer so you had all these different programs out there that people can have and now they put all those programs in one and it's called state 21 right seaman admiral so i think that's a good deal and then all that stuff that i, I listed they can stay in kind of in the same community of one and then once they go to whatever college they want to go to it's gonna be a big one right here once they go to the college they want to go to a lot of times it's like okay you kind of own your own we'll put you through college but you're on your own but that's not the case with State 21. In State 21, you still get paid at whatever pay grade you are. So yeah, if you're E5 or you're E6, until you graduate college, you get paid for that program. Man, that is huge right now. So all your young sailors out there that want to go towards a commissioning program, man, I think State 21 is the way to go because you are getting paid and you're going to school every day for three, four years, however much it is. I think it got a cap on of 10000 um, uh, ten thousand dollars per year. So, uh, yeah, man, that's a big deal, man. Stay twenty one program. Did you ever try to do any commissioning program? I did, man. I, I tried to do um, uh, the warrant. I tried to go uh warrant before. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't work out for me. And in a way, um, 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 I would have been happy if I would have got picked up because I put into I put in for it. Um, but then um, I feel like it wasn't for me. Yeah. Right, as a warrant, yes, I can do some stuff, and I still can talk. But I think me being enlisted, um, actually can 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 be heard a little bit more when it comes to talking to junior sailors. Right, warrants kind of like they kind of in their own world, they kind of in between or whatever. But I feel like being enlisted, I still can talk to young sailors, and 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 being in as long as I've been in, I can kind of communicate with them guys a little bit more. You submitted a package for warrant? Or? I did. I did submit a pack. I actually submitted a package. Uh, time I got to my my command and it kind of got man out the way we did it on the and, and when I first got to the command I think it kind of maybe got lost in translation because I wasn't the one that sent it off right so I really don't know what happened with that program yeah. you know what I mean I, I kind of don't know 
Um, not saying anybody did anything crazy, but I just don't know what happened. I just know my name went on the list. So you had to do the interview, the interview appraisal. Oh man, I killed those interviews, man. Had good interviews. <laughs> um, I didn't kill mine. Yeah, I I liked it. I I tell you one other thing too, man. People was putting me in the right positions. I was talking to the to the right people. Yeah. So let me let me tell you what I what I did right. For some of you guys that are putting out for these programs and stuff like this, so I went on um, Fleet Temps at the time when I put it. I went on Fleet Temps, and I looked up. I'm an engineer, so I looked up every CWO five that was in engineering, mm-hmm. and I emailed them right to look at my package. And it was at the time it was five of them total. Yeah, right. So it was five engineers. So I sent them off, and every one of them sent me an email back about my package every one of them so big shots out to those guys and also on top of that two of them gave me an interview yeah right who does that man you reach out to these guys gave me phone interviews uh, over the phone talked to me uh, and then sent it to me right how about that and sent it back to me man so uh, big shots out to those guys man that's that what I call taking care of sailors man that was something I look back in my career and I think about uh, how I reached back to sailors and talking to them you know, so that was a big deal, man. So big shots out to those guys. Yeah, I, I went for LDO uh, as a first class, and I I thought I was I was killing these interviews, man. Like just nailing them, mm-hmm. going visiting different, you know, LDOs, doing some really good interviews. Uh, I felt like a civilian actually, you know, because I some of these I put my civilian clothes on for. But then when it came down to doing the one at the command that I was at, I was stationed at the Naval Academy, mm-hmm. and I had to do it with my commander and his deputy. And when we did it, and I like I was doing well at this command, like you know, tracking real good, had a real good rapport with the commander. They killed me, man, you know. And I think they did it because of that. Yeah. But um, one of the questions, so, <laughs> so you know, throughout the whole interview, like everything he asking me, I'm I'm just getting it wrong. Like yeah, yeah you know, this that, and it, these were like so. At, at one point, you know, one of the command, the lieutenant commander. He was supposed to be my chief, uh, my my senior chief, and I was a new ensign that stepped on board the ship. Mm. So he he grabbed a cell phone and he was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm with this new ensign right now. But, you know, he not really going to do shit. You know, I'm going to still keep running the show. Um, So I'm about to just chill here. He do what he do. And then he turned around and looked at me. He's like, hey, you know, Ensign McCullough, go to the state, go to your state room, man, play a video game or something. I got this. <laughs> right? <laughs> I like so, that, man. So my commander, he's like, what you going to do? And that's like how they was like talking to me through this whole process. He's like, yeah. what you going to do? Your senior chief got the cell phone. What you going to do? You know, and I'm like, I ain't seeing it. Check it out. You know, I'm missing. He ain't listening. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, senior chief, look, look, you know, uh, you know, I'm missing McCullough. They was like, he's not listening to you, man. So then he grabbed the cell phone again. He like, man, I don't know what's up with this little essay here, man. Hey, I told you go to your state room, right? So, you know, there's like, what you going to do? So I froze up. I'm like, put him at attention. <laughs> I'm going to put him at attention. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, he's not going, he's like, he's not going to attention. What you going to do? So, you know, I, I, I couldn't answer the question. You know, I was like, oh, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? And these were like guys I respected. So it was hard for me to even look at them as you know yeah. senior chiefs at, yeah. at the moment so after that like after getting like drilled and that's how it went too like so after getting like that the last question he asked me was all right it's your first day on the ship now i, I came into this interview like knowing i was ready you know but after yeah. like getting this like scared straight kind of like uh interview 
ain't think I was ready no more, you know? So yeah. I, and it wasn't that I didn't think I was ready. I just didn't think I was ready to the point I knew it was more I had to learn. So the last question he asked me was, all right, you step on a ship. It's your first day on a ship. Are you, were you walking across that brow? Are you ready to lead sailors as an officer? And I'm like, you know, that's a, you know, you know, how I am. I'm like, yeah, that's a, you know, that's a structured, you know, question. I got a structured answer for that. You know, he's like, you just got to say yes or no. I'm like, I, I, like, I, I can't just say yes or no. It's a way to answer. My, my answer was going to be like, I'm going to be ready. Uh, I know that I have to grow and there's more to learn. But by the time you, get all that you know, I finished, that's what I yeah, wanted to say. He's like, yeah. you just got to say yes or no. <laughs> so I was like, no, no. He was like, don't you ever say no. You always. I was like, oh, oh man. man. Yo, so that was a good one. Yeah. So then, I, you know, I was like wondering how it went. Like uh, maybe they was just messing with me. I always wonder like what they really submitted. And, uh, yeah. you know, when they did the appraisal thing. But I never found out. So that was my experience uh, yeah. with that. <laughs> and, and you know what? And another thing for me, though. In my experience, when mine came back and I wasn't selected, man, I was a little, I was a little hurt by not being selected, man. Cause I, Cause I feel like, you know, man, you missing out. Yeah, I was hurt too. You know, I feel like you missing out on me. I mean, I, I, I put the work in. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I kind of, I kind of felt a certain type of way. Um, but I was also told I was encouraged to, you know, keep putting packages in and things like that because sometimes I look at it and see if he really wants to be. A warrant he'll keep putting these packages in so i kind of lost all that though you know then i made you know uh then i made scene chief and all that stuff so then I, I was doing that also on the side of one of my sellers uh she was submitting a go to the academy mm -hmm. right so she you know um she was learning how to do a pull up and everything you gotta do to, to go to the academy so i was doing that on the side of that so me and her were both doing our uh um, statements together our summaries yeah and mine i took it through like every channel everybody i could like every chief or senior chief master chief that i respected and everybody gave me like a different perspective of like exactly what and even i went to the ldos of course but exactly what to write how to write it how to format mm -hmm. it and and then i went and i looked at hers i'm like well let me check you know let me check yours out just because I was her LPO at the time. And hers was like straight from the heart. Like, you know, I'm this girl from Chicago. You know, I was raising, you know, my younger sisters and this and that. And I'm like, man, like, you know, hers is very strong. Felt, felt it, yeah. You know, but, I, and I'm, but I'm looking at it like this not what, you know, I've been being taught to write. You know, but she got selected. She wound up going to the academy. Oh, so wow. she uh, right. she's an instant now. So, you know, definitely. Shouts out. Yeah, shouts out to her. Congrats on that, Instant Smith. Um, but that just taught me to like, all right, you know, when you're going through anything, whether you're going through the eval process, whether you're submitting a package, um, anything you're going through, you're going to get input from a whole bunch of people. You got to rack and stack that input, you know, take this, take that, take this, but always still go with your heart because whether you, whether you achieve it or you don't achieve it, what you know at the end of it is that you went with your heart. Yeah. I agree, and and don't do like me and give up either. Though, like I could have kept putting packages in, but it, I kind of just felt like my worth. You know what I mean? I know my worth. You know, so that's why I ain't putting no more packages in. So you know, keep putting them in. You know, whatever career path you want to go, keep pushing yourself. Uh, keep driving and stay hungry, and and you'll get where you need to go or want to go. Yeah. So once again, man, we you know we saw our first seaman and admiral Matthew Burns. Big congrats for Matthew Burns. Most definitely. Right, so also. You know, we got a big holiday coming up for us, right? 
Yeah, man. Veterans Day coming up, man. But and that also marks the official release date of Permission to Speak Freely podcast. Imagine that, right? Um, there's also another thing coming out, man. What, what's this thing about the veterans and um, the national parks? It's national parks, right? Yeah, national parks. Uh, free access to national parks. That's so that's starting this year, this this Veterans Day. So from now on, and it's forever, right? So from yep. now on, vets got free access to national parks. And what gold star and gold, families? Yeah, gold star families. So gold star families, for you guys don't know if, if it's for a family member, a, a next of kin family member that um, paid the ultimate fa- sacrifice, you know, either, you know, died in war or something like that, for example. So uh, veteran, like, let's talk about that for a second, right, with, with Veterans Day. Um, Golden Corral? What deals? What's the best deals like that you that you had? I hop. What you got? The pancakes? Oh yeah, man. Um, I hop always been one of those things, man. You know, free pancakes, man. I you know, and I, every time I go to I hop, you know, I gotta have that uh those those steak tips, man. Like you know the steak tips and the and the red potatoes, and now you just throw them free pancakes on top of that, man. So steak, potatoes, and pancakes. Oh yeah, man! Man, I'm sure the Mississippi people. I'm sure the Mississippi people hoot that holler right hey, now, man. But. It's one. Of, then they put then they put the onions and mushrooms on those on that steak. Yeah, and then hey, when you come up out of IHOP, man, you ain't even walking, man. You rolling up out of there, man. I'm sure you, you are, man. man. <laughs> that shit probably stay in your system for about 16 days, man. Yes, indeed. <laughs> steak from IHOP, yeah, huh? man. Steak tips from IHOP. Oh yeah. Oh man, they good too, man. Do, do you do the Golden Corral on that? Uh, I used what? to. I haven't in a while though. I haven't did it uh, in a hot minute, but I know it's one of those big options out there for people. And a lot of people go to Golden Corral. Yeah, Applebee's. Check it out. Applebee's and Ruby Tuesday and all them other places. Start with the selected meals on Veterans Day. You know, like I want to be able to get whatever I can eat any other day. I don't need to be eight from six to nine. I can only eat chicken fingers or whatever. Yeah. Like that. You ever experienced that? Yeah, all the time, man. That's even at IHOP or something. They always get time frames. Yes. You know, <laughs> got time for that shit. Just pancakes. Like, yo, get, like, because like, I don't think you can't get the steak tips, right? No. Yeah. Oh, no. You ain't getting them steak tips. You got to buy that, man. So we just, we were talking about State 21, uh, and there's a lot of benefits in State 21. But you, like, since you've been in, what's some of the stuff that the Navy kind of offers that you actually took advantage of? Well, I think the biggest thing that I have taken care of is the educational piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I use TA uh, to the fullest, so I got I got a bachelor's degree and um, from TA, and also I'm working on my master's, like like right now working on that, and also with even with the GI Bill, I kind of like gave my GI Bill to my wife, so now my wife got her got a master's degree right now nice. using some of my GI Bill, so. Um, educational piece is what I really took advantage of and I encourage everybody out there to take advantage of that because a lot of times like with me when I first came in the, in the Navy one of the biggest reasons why I came in is like I didn't want to go to school for four years right after being right out of high school right so I took a little bit of time I came in the Navy took a little time and then I figured out what I was doing and how I was doing it and then the opportunities is out there hey you go to shore duty you got time on your hand a little bit more time you have on sea duty mm-hmm. Get your degree, man. Use that. Use that education piece. And the biggest thing, man, is free. Was it worth it? All worth it, man. Yeah. Most definitely worth I, it. I asked that question because we got a lot of sellers on C duty. C duty is like busy right now, so yeah. a lot of sellers, 
you know, they uh, the retention rates just from my visibility, right? I have no facts here, but just based off my visibility, the retention rate rates aren't, you know, as high as like leaders probably would want to see them. And then when I talk about leaders, I'm talking about us, chiefs, yeah, yeah. Uh, chiefs, officers. I'm not talking about like the highest people in naval leadership at this point. But um, a lot of people not staying in to make it to shore duty, man. Yeah, man. Uh, I totally agree with you, man. Like, and it's coming from my last command. It's the first time at my last command that so many young sailors got out the navy. Like, I'm used to people. Like, yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna reenlist and go to shore duty and then i figure it all out once i go to shore duty you know if it's good or bad or whatever the case may be man sailors are getting out real quick right now at a rapid pace man and i think mostly because of the schedule yeah you know the schedule is tough right now for sea duty um i tell any sailor right now it is not the same as it was when i came in for sea duty and i'm gonna tell you, i'm gonna be honest with you i don't even know if i would stay in right now the way sea duty is right now man sea duty is rough yeah but on the back end though that's what so that's what we talk about right on the back end you got shore duty yeah right a lot of people learn so much about themselves on shore duty yeah you know and you know you get when you on sea duty your chief your lpo somebody try to sell you shore duty or just kind of talk about shore duty and like all the benefits of it and that happened to me i felt like when i was on sea duty my chief was selling me shore duty yeah. and I, I bought into it and then i went on shore duty and i took advantage of it yeah i learned so much about myself that's where i got my degree i lost 90 pounds on shore duty wow i met my wife wow like everything happened on shore duty. Like life changing events right there on shore duty, man. Then I went back to sea duty and I gained forty. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I gained forty like right off the top. Like the weight just started adding up, man. Then I was in a mess. You know, yep. one of the master chiefs he was like, "Yo, dude, you you, you know, you're going to gain weight. You're going to get fat. You know." He's like, "The way you eating, man." And I, I mean, I picked up forty fast, yeah, man. man. <laughs> Yeah, you got to watch it out there, man. That food, that's, that's, that shit heavy. That food heavy out there, man. Even if it ain't good, you got to eat it, man. Yeah, man. You, you got to survive out there, man. You got you to gotta do what you got to do, man. You can only bring so many snacks. You know what I mean? With you, you got to eat that food, man. Um, so, yeah, man, selling selling shore duty, right? Um, I, guess, I guess the thing about selling shore duty is the fact that kids got to get to shore duty. Um, a lot of times these kids are now signing up for three years, yeah. right? Or whatever the case. So you got to do five years of sea duty. So that's that's my rebuttal to to that people get selling them shore duty because they ready to go now, right? Yeah. So, but I will tell this, and I'm a, and I I talk to him blue in the face, man. Shore duty, picking the right shore duty, is going to the right place is very beneficial to your your career, um, and I know. When I talk to young sailors about going to shore duty and get that shore duty, the first thing they say, well, now I'm kind of stuck because now I'm maybe about at 10 years yeah. now. So I'm stuck. Now, if I got out at three or four, I still got time to go go do this and go do that. So it's a decision you got to make. Right. You go to shore duty. You still you're not that old yet. You're not. You know, when I say old, I mean, in Navy terms of being old anyway. Um, so. Yeah, man, take advantage though. That just we talking about shore duty. People are taking advantage of it at sea duty, but it is hard. Yeah, it's but hard. that's again, that's paid college, you know. So, yeah. uh, my college was paid for through the GI Bill and tuition assistance because yeah. of the school that I went to. I got a cinematography degree, 
So I yeah. and, and the semester hours and everything just cost so much. So I had to go into tuition assistance and a GI Bill. But I also it's other stuff that I use, man. Like the quick assist, you know, from um Fleet and Family from what Fleet and Family Services. Mm-hmm. The quick assist. You ever heard of a quick assist yeah, for loans and stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You ever had to use one? Yeah, I used one before. For what? Um, so. Again, this me when I was when I was younger in the uh-huh, navy. So yeah. I had that. You guys remember me talking about that little little. Yeah, let, let me tell you. So before before we get into this, right, David, right, David, David, don't tell you know the mistakes he made. You know what I'm saying? So he got some, he got some dirt, man. You know, every week I'm on here like just exposing all my mistakes, <laughs> man. So hopefully we about to get one of them stories from David right now. Uh, yeah, you know, you're probably not gonna get one of those stories <laughs> right now, but I do got some stories to tell though. So, but but the story about the quick assist is uh when I was younger, I had this nice little escort, man. I'm mm-hmm. rolling down the blocks, I'm beating the blocks down, I had the twills in the back and all that good stuff that you guys have heard before. And um my motor went out in it. In the, in the uh in the car. So it was like, man, like five hundred dollars man yeah and you know back then i told you guys how them loans i had out you know (laughs) about the about the rims about the paint job about the you know all that stuff so man i had to go do one of those quick assist loans man and guess what like i'm talking about within 30 minutes to an hour they gave me a thousand dollars like for free like a thousand dollars not even way more than the five hundred and forty three dollars man like it was they gave me a thousand dollars yeah, because there's no interest, right? No interest, no nothing. Just pay it straight, straight back, man. And then in some cases, they just—it's not even a loan. You know, in some cases, you can just right. get like get that whatever you're trying to pay or whatever. You uh-huh. can set it up straight through your. Uh, it'll come right out your paycheck right out your and everything. Paycheck. Easy, yeah, easy day. I used to get quick assists a lot. Like I would always get like another one. I remember I hit a cap with the quick assist. Like I went one day and they was like, hey, you know, like. It's a, it's a great spirit Like you can't just Oh keep. man You was going like that <laughs> Yeah yeah. They was like, they was like yeah, You can't oh, just man. Keep coming back Like this is not Your sole source of income You yeah, know It's a great spirit man. Like, Yeah man that's, And then That's Philly man The last day <laughs> <laughs> Philly trying to get you man They trying to get you So the last uh, The last um, Time I got a Quick assist uh, I went to get it My normal move You know what I'm saying hey, I got something coming up This weekend I knocked the check off Already this week So it's time to hit The quick assist So I go yeah. get the quick assist And um They tell me that They need to do like A financial Kind of review and, Oh yeah uh, <laughs> Like a specialist And I was like Yeah this would be My last quick assist man Yeah man <laughs> Yeah they want they What they call it The budget yeah, With yeah, the the budget, budget, yeah, budget, budget plan. plan, and that budget plan. Like I did the first time, they did it on me. Oh, oh you oh, got it the first time, man. They did that budget plan <laughs> on me, and they had me down. I'm talking about this paperwork was thick. Yeah, it's man. a lot. I'm talking about they want to know what you're eating, with groceries, and all that type of stuff, man. So yeah, yeah, it was a little bit too invasive, yeah. so I, I chilled out. But it's also the budget plan is also good, you yeah. know. And now that you know, I'm financially responsible and i'm not getting quick assess anymore i got my own budget plan you know so but if it wasn't for going through fleet and family kind of learning that kind of stuff i probably wouldn't be where i am today as far as that's considered yeah what about tsp you do tsp i do do tsp um i actually give um 10 percent um the tsp man which is which is 
It's pretty good, man. Actually, I done went inside the TSP. That, that's another reason probably why I haven't went to the quick assist loan. Cause I, you can get a loan. That's you your that. money. You can get a loan right out of right out of that. And I've been doing that, man. I've been doing TSP. What 2020 probably since 2000 probably. Yeah, I so, pulled a hard. I pulled a hardship loan out of there some time ago. Yeah. And then yeah. I stopped. That was again. That was back in those days. But yeah. I pulled a hardship. I like coming straight out of boot camp. You know, I was oh man, I'm gonna be you know financially responsible now, and I'm gonna go TSP. And I was contributing, and then I needed some money, so I pulled a hardship loan out of TSP. They took a little bit of taxes, but yeah. it, it yeah. was what it was. That's when I stopped the contributions for a while because I realized if I gotta pull a loan out, that mean I need the money. But yeah. my money wasn't really ever going in the anything substantial you know yeah, at that yeah. young age so i definitely really want to tell you know young people to kind of be responsible and what they're investing in and taking advantage of things like tsp because another thing about tsp is it used to be like really hard to like get your password or to yeah, be able to get man. access yeah. they had to send it to your home a record yep. so like every time i needed to access tsp it would go all the way back to philly and um like I'm all the way in Virginia or somewhere like that. I would, you know, ask my mom, hey, mom, did you get, you know, something in the mail? She never got that. She got everything else, opened everything else, mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> opened everything else, but never got the TSP thing that I needed. <laughs> so so now when you go on TSP, it's super easy. You do it through email. It's very easy to access it. They show you how to move yeah. your funds around. Are you only in one fund? Oh or? no! Okay, I'm not even in G, the, the G fund. Is pretty much you're gonna keep you're gonna keep gaining, but it's a so small amount. Yeah, low but risk. I ain't in none of that, man. I I don't even look at it to tell you the truth. I probably haven't even looked at that TSP account. I just say, okay, I'm just let it ride. Mm-hmm. It's probably down, probably right now with the COVID thing. But it's, I, just, I don't even. It's probably went down right now, like this week, yeah. last week. But it's been going up. Yeah, that's good, man. I don't I don't even pay attention to it too much. Um, but yeah, so I know we keep saying TSP, but that's thrift saving plan for for everybody out there. Uh, thrift saving plan but yeah man if you don't have tsp and especially if you plan on staying in or if you plan on getting out man it's it's a good deal f- uh for everybody and, and man sometimes you look at that account you be like man that thing to jump get it just get it get tsp yeah like that's no questions get tsp make contributions if you already kind of have to have it because you're a new seller make up those contributions is definitely yeah. worth it. What other programs have you taken advantage of? Uh, U.S. Maps? Yeah. So, man, let me tell you about U.S. Maps, man. So, so I had started U.S. Maps back in like 2006, 2007 time frame. One of my my uh, chiefs said, hey, you know, get this U.S. Maps started up. So right, I started it up. Let me stop. Let me stop you right there. You ain't you you drug you drug it out. You ain't finished. Didn't finish. And then you lost your credits. Lost it. And then you had to restart. It had to restart those yeah, credits. Restart it all, man. The whole thing, mm. right? But let me tell you this. So I re. So this goes back to to think about this stuff, man. That's when you start getting and getting certain places in the navy. You start thinking about all this stuff. So we got this ladder thing out, right? It tells you exactly what you need to to be successful mm-hmm. in the navy, kind of. And guess what's on there? U.S. US maps. maps. Yep. So we just came off this little deployment. So I said, man, you know what? Let me sign up for this U.S. Maps right now. Right. So me being a, a senior chief, I freaking put in for U.S. Maps. And guess what? They ain't give me no credit hours. And I've been doing this job for a long time. And I got no credit hours. So 
I hit the guy up that I hit emailed him and I said, hey, you know, I'm a senior chief damage control man, been doing this for a while, but you guys didn't give me no credits towards, you know, this certificate. Guy hit me back, man, no problem, senior. Uh, I don't know what happened. It's 3,000 hours. This guy gave me 2,000 hours, man. Dang. 2,000 hours of that 3,000. So guess what I did? I finished that while I was out there for those six months I was out there. So now I've got that certificate for for um, firefighting, man. That's what it's for, for, firefighting, man. So you, how many hours did you log a day? That's like so you can. So when you underway and you at sea, you can log up to twelve hours a day mm. while you're at sea. Um, so I don't know how many you could do it uh, when you're on shore or, or you're not at sea or not. But eight, hours, eight, eight hours, eight hours a day. Eight hours a day, so twelve hours. On the, eight hours a day, maybe do like one or two uh, weekend days. Yeah, you know, just to kind of encompass your duty day. Yeah. Oh, um, it's a good. It's a good thing. I yeah. haven't. I'm still Working finishing my. Yeah, I'm still. Yeah. yeah. Thir- thirteen. Thirteen years, man. <laughs> So it took that long because you you keep putting a little bit. They ain't cancel it out on you. No, so you know. So I first started as a as a fireman. Ooh, right? let's talk about the history of this man. So I first started as a fireman. Uh, I was filling it out. I got up to about like nineteen credit hours. Mm-hmm. Every 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 eval said I had like another 12, 13 credit hours, right? <laughs> so I'm up to like 19 oh, credit hours. It's crazy because some, some evals had less than like the last eval. Like uh, he uh, accumulated such as like, yeah, but last eval, it was already that. But yeah, so I had like 1,900 um, and then I stopped for like, and at that time they had like a thing where if you stop for a certain amount of time, they just automatically like cancel, you know, your account. Yeah. So what I had to do was start a new one up, right? So, but when I started the new one up, it since I already had an account, like so. Remember, like if you start one as a second class, but you never had an account before, they give you hours. Yeah. Right. So it was like eight thousand hours I had to have. If I started up as a second class, they would have gave me like twenty five hundred or three thousand hours. But since I already had an account and lost it, they was gonna start me from zero Ooh. hours. Then I was mad, you know, because yeah. I was like, I deserved my 3,000 hours. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No matter how irresponsible I was about it. So, you know. So, you were, I mean, so you took it personal. Yeah. But you was, they gave you a shot, though. I mean, you, you, you kind of, you kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah, yeah, 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 but you, was, you didn't care, though. I was tight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I was like, all right, well, U.S. Maps ain't going to be the thing that oh, do, it, do it for me. So, I got to grind a different way. So, yeah. I, um, I didn't finish it at, at that command. Uh, I went to shore duty, kind of didn't finish it there. And now I'm plugging away right now. I got just about 2,500 hours left, and I'm on sea duty plugging away. Yeah, just got to make sure that, you know, those things get sent into yeah. your DLCPO or your LCPO every week. And then, you know, you do your monthlies and your quarterlies. Or yeah, every man. month to the DLCPO. Yeah. And then your quarterlies uh, get signed and stuff like that. Semi-annual reports, stuff like that. Yeah. Right? And especially with mine. Mine was real. It was kind of easy because it's, it's what I did. Or what I do every day So when I'm out to sea And I'm doing this stuff And doing these drills That's the same thing I do every day So it was pretty Pretty easy And I'm sure it's to be easy For a lot of guys And they rate Because it's specifically Rate driven So um, It's good They got one call, It's a computer one too though So I ain't did that one yet uh, But I ain't planning On doing it either Just being real And then you got access That through Navy Cool Yeah right? You got access to Your US maps And 
all yep. of that your ladder uh leadership and development roadmap you could kind of get into all that stuff through navy cool yep so what other pro so we talked about uh u.s maps right we talked about your uh ladder we talked about state 21 yep uh, GI Bill. What about the VA loan? Did you did you use a VA loan? Yes, actually, yeah, I used a VA loan for my house, right? So yeah, man, that was that was a real big deal. No, I mean personally, no money down, no anything. Did um, you really not put money down? No, I didn't put anything down. Like not um, a dollar. I'm trying to think. Did I put something down? I'm not sure, man. I don't think I put nothing down. If I did put down something down, it wasn't wasn't much yeah but i don't think i can't remember because my, my my wife was doing a lot of the, the the paperwork side of that so i'm not sure exactly but i don't remember putting anything down how was it. the process um the process was pretty pretty easy be, well pretty easy we found this house like my uh, my wife did the research online um because we was actually in maine so i was doing a pre-com in maine and we had to get a house in San Diego, so we know the ship was coming to San Diego. So we did a lot of stuff online. So we didn't even see this house before we bought it, right? So we had to do video and things like that. So we found the house, we picked the house, and and the lady, uh, big shots out to Crystal, man, she did all the the leg work and everything for us, um, and we we got the house, man. My wife came a little bit early because we had to sell around, so my wife came down early. And the biggest thing out of all of this, when she came to San Diego, she had somewhere to stay. You yeah. know, the furniture was already here; everything was already. All she had to do was just plant it, you know, and move right into the house when we when we got here. So it was a good deal. VA loan is is definitely a good thing because of some of that stuff, like no money down and stuff like that, with the closing costs and things like that. Yep. But I, I do want to make the point that that also depends on the seller and what the seller want to do you know you could have a va loan and it, yep. it got like all the protections and whatever contingencies you have in place but if the seller wants that money the seller gonna you know get that money they might not accept your va loan yeah uh, and that's one of the things that me and my wife experiencing right now and us buying a house you know because it's right it right at this moment in time it's the seller's market yeah so the sellers kind of got the leverage and what they want to do and the whole no money, my wife's like, you talk about spending, putting like $20,000 down on a house. I'm like, no, baby, we got the VA loan. Like, yeah. the VA loan means no money down. Like, I'm yeah. not putting money down that's, if I have a loan yeah. that say I don't have to put money down. Yeah, and that's something we've known for a long time. So we we was ready. Like, when yeah. I get up of age and I get ready to get my house, I'm using the VA loan. Yeah, with no yeah. money down. No I've money been planning. Down. I've yep. been planning to not put money down. Most definitely, man. But what other, so what other kind of things you know anything else major like major programs that the military offers that you use yourself man i think that's about it man um no i think that's about it some of the major programs i didn't use what about you no nah, that's it for me uh va loan and then i already talked about the ta and stuff like yeah. that but i do want to talk about like just to switch gears so we got an email back from who who did we get this email from? So uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm whoever it is I'm about to call, call about a little. So the Force uh three MC right? Force three MC. <laughs> it is a hey, Force three MC. So uh, I'm a, I'm gonna start out just saying like I love you and respect you, you know. But I'm gonna kind of go over this email real quick. So Force three MC guidance on ninety day uh, updates to work candidates, right? Mm -hmm. High of high importance. So 
you know, the new 3M instruction changed with the 90 day update and people have been putting pretty much that uh, ship's force uh, review to check is still applicable. Right. So they uh, <laughs> so this is like a little excerpt. <laughs> this is an excerpt from this email. The key word there is updated. Right. Ensure all work candidates in the department of CSNP are reviewed on or before 90 days and every 90 days thereafter. Utilize the weekly three three MC CSMP ad hoc query to identify JSNs that have not been updated. The key word there is updated. The DIVO and LCPO are required to brief the status of the CSMP to the department head weekly. If there are no updates to the job, like parts are back ordered, new ESD is supply canceled part or job broker to fiscal year 21 availability ships force will work on discrepancies. Then it's not updated. If you define update, no, yeah, if you define update in the dictionary, it states an act of bringing something or someone up to date or an updated version of something. The old way of updating a job like Lieutenant Smith verified job is violent. 22 October 2020 does not, in fact, meet the different requirement. We will clarify the black and white with examples and remarks in a new Tycom 3M instruction that is in the works. We trying to get rid of bad habits like a job sitting in a CSMP to label a valve or paint a valve hand wheel with numerous updates that say Lieutenant Smith verified job is valid. 20 January 2020. Right. It's funny, but I bet there's something similar in your CSMP. Right. So so, so he going in like this all like this all what he talking about. Right. But like what about it? So what, what I, when I read this email, I was automatically triggered. Right. And then I said it was so. R3MC, he sent us this email in the, in the email chain, and one of the guys kind of responded with the same thing I was thinking. What about the jobs where the status actually didn't change? Like, a part that was backordered. Yeah. Right? I'm not bullshitting in my response if I'm saying that it's still applicable. It's nothing else to say. Yeah. Right? So, Force, this is a question. What do we do about the jobs that's just... We, we've been waiting on a part and it's, we're not getting it till next year. I got to review this job and update it every 90 days. What's the update if, hey, I'm still waiting until January 2022? Do I just say, hey, still waiting on January 2022? Or is the expectation to drive a better ESD or a better uh, estimated data delivery? So that that kind of that kind of got me right there, man. Yeah. So who who did uh, Force send it out to? Force three MC. Who he sent that email the 3MCs. to? Three MCs. So, so the three MCs, MCs could send okay. it. Yeah. So the three MCs could send it to us. Yeah, man. That's. Yeah. So I'm assuming our hey three MCs out there, man. You know, you guys got something different on this take, man. You know, please um, hit us up and let us know. But you know, I can see he getting some pushback from somewhere. To send that email out for yeah, one, well, you know, but I think he need to be more. Uh, when when, I, when, so when some people send emails out like this, they sometimes forget that they was on ships before. You know, it's easy to sit behind that desk on short duty sometimes and 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 shoot these emails out. You know, what I mean, on what we doing and not doing. Um, but long as it's black and white, it's black and white. I got that. I understand that. Um, but. If but it's it no the change, problem is it ain't no. The problem is it's no black and white. What's the black yeah, and white? That too. If I'm waiting on the part, what's my update? It's it's not an update, You're right? And and then I know the change was. I think it went from 180 to 90 days, right? It was 180, yeah, 90 days, days, then went to 90 days. Um, but that's a real question though. Yeah. If it's no <laughs> update, 
what, what the hell are we do? supposed to write? <laughs> what's supposed to do? So hey, y'all three MCs holler at us, man. You know, I'm trying to figure that out myself. That's kind of crazy, man. Yeah, so that that's one thing I saw that uh pissed me off. I saw another post on uh the mentorship uh Facebook page. Some kid was talking about um that the Chiefs must get better food than the the regular mess. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you this, man. Suspe- especially with the... I've been on different ships, so... Uh, and been in the mess on different ships. But I'm going to tell you this right here, man. On Small Boys, it's the same freaking food. It's the same food that you got on the line. That's the same food that we get. And sometimes your food may be a little bit better than our food right right so i just want to put especially when i don't know last ship i was on when it came to the salad bar come on man they was killing it out there on the salad bar we couldn't damn near couldn't even get a salad yeah why is it the same food simple mathematics right we we do unreps we <laughs> we receive food at the same time and it come in those same boxes yep now <laughs> I'm going to tell you on a different ship I was on. Now, I was on the Nimitz, right? It was a carrier, right? Food was a little bit different in the chief mess, right? Was but it different the, food or was it prepared different because you had a... Well, yeah. No, well, I take that back. wasn't different food, but we had, like, say, for example, in the chief mess, we always had... Actually, I take that back. On the, In the mess line for E60 Blows, the same way. We had this fast... It calls for like fast food or whatever you eat. You always got your chicken strips. You always got your your uh, wings and things like that in there all the time. But if you wanted something, you can go ahead and talk to the to the CS one or the or, or the the chief CS. But they got their own separate thing though. So normally, like on the ship, on on a, on a small boy, you got the chief and you got you know all your CS ones and things like that. On the carrier, we kind of got our own CSs for for the chief mess mm-hmm. so we got a csc csc he kind of run it he got his own people they only work in the chief mess so sometimes we can go in there like hey, okay hey man can you go back there and get me give me a burger burger may not be on the line but they'll throw one on the grill for you real quick you know what i mean things like that um but that's the only difference i've seen from coming from a carrier and coming from there because they had their own mess uh so it was a little bit different um but you are right though. When it comes to the food standpoint, it's the same food. We don't get nothing like we don't get like freaking a different type yeah, of steak than you that got. Blue Mountain. You box. know what I mean? We don't get that, a that. different type of burger than you got. <laughs> we don't get yeah. same same thing. It's that Blue Mountain box, that white box with the blue words. Most of the meat coming at uh, with Otis Spunkmeyer. It's the yeah. same. It's the same, same thing. thing. Guys. Same thing. Now and I did when I was at FSA. Another, another. You know, revealing story about me. You know what mm, I'm saying? Revealing. Wait, man. <laughs> so when I was at FSA, they was eating pork and beans on the mess decks, right? I was a war room FSA mm-hmm. on the mess decks. You know, dudes, they had the pork and beans going. I came down with the shrimp scampi that they were serving in the mess decks, and I I ate the shrimp scampi with my with my boys Ooh, on the mess decks when they was eating pork and beans. Well, oh, man. <laughs> Supo heard about that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's not a good look. Right heard there. about that. And they, I got like verbally counseled about like not like letting the crew know that the war room was eating different food, and the war room didn't eat different food like every day. It just yeah. happened to be on this pork and beans day that the CS decided to make shrimp scampi. Yeah, 
but I, you know, I wanted them to see like I'm a, I'm official up there. I got shrimps. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but not the wardroom really doesn't eat anything that different either. But I will say this about the wardroom. Uh, they had to pay for their food yeah, like they out of pocket like right yep. there and I know we, we kind of pay for our food too because it comes out of, out you know every month or whatever but they have to pay like you know cash money like right there like to I don't say cash money but they have to pay for their food you know in the wardroom like I don't know if they do it once a month or whatever they do but they have to actually pay for it um, out of their pocket yeah so you talked about being on a carrier right how long ago was that uh, I was on a carrier from 2010 2012 did you what so at that point they had deep fat fryers yes okay that took a while man it took a while because I, i'm trying to remember i and i think they was in the process they was in the process of taking them off though of yeah ships. 2010 yeah. yeah yeah i think so yeah. right yeah. yeah they was they started taking them off but before then then you you've you've had food from because oh. you done pms on deep fat fryer, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you is the deep fat fryer something that you wish the navy kept? Or? Man, pl- hey, you know, most definitely, man. Them deep fat fryers was a shit, man. Like we used to those man your fries, your your chicken wings, your all that stuff, man. You just throw them things in there, man. They ready to go in minutes, man. And I'm talking about fresh. Better now, food. better food, better everything. And I understand this healthy life, you know, trying to go green and all this stuff. But that's to me, yes, it's healthy. But at the same time, man, it's a choice. As long as you put the choices out there, let people pick the choices they want. If I want wings and I want to be 300 pounds, that's my choice. <laughs> yeah, ain't that my choice, man? Like, put it on the line. Right now, we going green and, and we just, you know, got to eat veggies and, and and baked fries and baked fish and baked everything yeah i just bake fish every day yeah oh and fish you fish has <laughs> to be on the line you yeah you, has you, you might there. just eat baked fish every day you know? but um like what anything else in that realm of things from before that you love that's gone that you would you would like to see back um not necessarily a uh something like APC and something mm-hmm. like deep fat fryer and that stuff. But what I like to see come back, man, is um, the guard 2000. Yeah. Have you ever heard of that program? You yeah. I heard of it. Yeah. That is that, that's the one where you could go home and recruit or something like that. Ain't that that one? Uh, no, that's not that one. This one is a, re- a kind of a, reti- a retention tool. Oh, where you could go, where you want to yeah, go on your go, next, uh, yes. on your next so, uh, duty station. I used it. Right. Yeah. So I use this guard 2000. Let me tell you, Right, so first off, this guard two thousand can waive eighteen months, right, from your sea duty, mm-hmm. right? But it's, it's it's situational, so it depends on what's going on. But it can waive eighteen months. But I use it, right? So this is how I use it. I went to uh, the guy called me into his office, one of the one of the you know acting career counselors, mm-hmm. you know. So he called me in his office, said, hey, would you be interested in using the guard two thousand? And uh, I said, yeah. I said, what is the bike? I said, yeah, man, you you can lead the ship like next month if you wanted to. <laughs> that was high. That was high. I said, guys, you can lead the ship next month. Go to this pre-com ship, blah, yeah. blah. And on top of that, I I, I was a uh, second class, and I uh, wanted to go to, to CBR school, right? So it was a retention thing. So now I got to go to a different ship, do something different, and I get to go to this school. Yeah. Right. 
So to me, I thought that was a big deal because I know if I would have went to that ship, the, the ship wasn't going to send me to school. Mm-hmm. Right, so it was part of the guard guard uh, two thousand um, program. Of course, I had to. It, it's four E four to E nine at the time. Uh, you had to re-enlist for like at least four years. Yeah, I think uh, I think that would kind of get retention rates. Yeah, you, you can, know, and then high. you can actually go to certain places. Like I can go, like say for example, it'll say um, you can go back to San Diego. You want to go back to San Diego? Yeah. You can go back to VA. You can go back to all these places uh, that people want to go. Sometimes when you come out of boot camp. They just give you your orders. You don't have no selection. You don't know where you're going. But after you do your first enlistment, now you can you can reenlist under the Guard 2000, and you can go back home or if they got the availabilities wherever you want to go. What was the catch to it? It wasn't. To me, it wasn't a catch to the program. Yeah. Uh, it's some criterias for the program, but it wasn't a catch to it. You know, it either could help you or you just don't, didn't like it for, for whatever your reasons are. But it wasn't a catch. It was all beneficial. That, that's yeah. the way I saw it anyway. But uh, they got rid of that program. I'm sure they got rid of it because of the fact of uh, uh, it was a retention tool. Yeah. Right. So I'm assuming we got us at the time, we got a certain number of people in the Navy. And I'm sure it's okay. We'll get rid of this program. And that's my opinion. I'm assuming that's what happened. But if anybody else to know more information about the Guard 2000 program and want to hit us up, let us know. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, it's the deep fat fryers, man. That's my biggest thing that I wish came back. Yeah. Let's let's get the let's get fries the way fries are supposed know, to be made, man. For real, man. I'm with you on that on the fries, man. Fry and wings, man. Like golly, man. And then I, I I've heard stories of like classroom training being better, like as far as like a school training, and not just the uh, eagle fucking a uh, 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 back. I don't know if that's what you know y'all called it when y'all were going through, but we nah, used to call, I ain't call it that, man. You never called the eagle fucking. No. <laughs> No, he got that. All right, so we y'all ever called it eagle fucking saw? Nope. All right, so like so eagle fucking right. This this is what it was right. So you go to school and on top of the class that you're going in, this back right, basic engineering comic yeah. core. It's like a, a a a bird on top of the page that you're doing a training on, and it was an eagle, and you you would just click the beak of this bird and like. You could just keep going and keep going till you get to the pretest. Hmm. So you didn't really learn anything. You just took yeah. enough pretest yeah. to be able to see all the questions, and then you you good to go. Yeah, um, I actually that was one of the biggest. That was a big thing uh, when they switched over from the classroom uh, to doing it like that, and sailors coming to the fleet, and you can see the difference. And hands on yeah, and know. not hands on. These shit. guys don't know what the fuck is going on right yeah. now, man. You You're really like gotta teach them. Uh, you gotta teach them a lot uh, now. Like normally, they come on the ship. They already know a little bit about 3M. They already know a little bit about the maintenance. They already know a little bit about the equipment. Now they just seen it on pictures. They yeah. never actually touched it, you know, or nothing. So it's you a, had it's like different. classroom training. Yeah, uh, took notes. You had an instructor yeah. that probably was writing on the board. I only heard about that. My uncle, he's retired, so he would tell you he was a retired Master Chief ENCM. Yeah, but uh, he would kind of tell me about that. And so I was talking to some sellers about this, the training that I went through. I went to ATT uh, as well. So to be an EM, you go through Beck and you mm-hmm. go through your non-Charlie school, which is the electrician school with EMs and GSEs. And then you go through ATT. And when I go through ATT, I went with the combat people who, you know, us snipes used to call them twidgets. Mm-hmm. I know you, I know you, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you, you know all that, right? Yeah. But um, 
at ATT. You, did you go to ATT, so? No, I was strictly uh, professor or instructor level. Okay, so when we went to ATT, so that means Saul got some actual, like some actual training. But when we went to ATT, it was the same way. You could just take the pretest. But this how dated, you know, it was. So I'm talking to the sellers, a couple of sellers that have been in the Navy like four years. And I was like, hey, man, we used to go crazy because if you were the top grad, you get a Palm Pilot. And it was like, gee, <laughs> what's a Palm Pilot? Mm, no <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> what they I'm get like, now? It was like an iPad. I was like a yeah. Palm Pilot. Like, yo, you know how crazy, like how much I wanted this Palm Pilot? Like, yeah, yeah, I really want to be able to scribe. Like, whatever you yeah. do with it, like you probably playing solitaire or Tetris or whatever you do with it. Yeah. But I wanted this Palm Pilot like so bad. Yeah, man. man. I'm like I don't you. know if anybody still has a pond pilot. So I showed them pictures. It's like that's like a that's like a blackberry or something. Gee, that's oh. It's yeah. Like yeah, that's what we used to be able to you know win if we was the top grad. Man. Yeah, man. I wonder if they get now if they get anything. Uh, get they now. have iPads in boot camp, don't they? I don't know. They might. That's I, another good question, man. I don't know. I heard they had. I don't. I heard they had. You guys iPads got in iPads in boot camp? Hit us up, man. I want to know. Yeah, I heard I they, yeah. In boot camp? yeah, I don't know, but that's you know that's that's what I heard. So, what about some of the stuff that you are glad that you saw go? Like some of the stuff that we got rid of. I I, I start off uh-huh. with mine, utilities, man. Yo, utilities. I'm gonna tell you why. Right? If you somebody that your weight fluctuate, them utilities get tight quick, like in mm-hmm. the inner leg area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the pockets flare out real. You ever saw somebody with their pockets flared out? Yeah, man. Look like yeah. a magician or yeah. something. Look yeah. <laughs> like he might be like Aladdin vibes. But yeah, so the utilities, the way the pockets used to crunch up and flare out, and the way the you know shirts kind of fit. Like after a while, yeah. I ain't like how they how they. I know you probably was in the navy back when they had uh, dungarees. Yeah, man. I I had dungarees. Man, I like two dungarees. years, man. I just man. And I was fit too. Yeah, I heard. I heard. Oh, I heard about man. dungarees. <laughs> Those dungarees, boy, I tell you, man, yeah, it was wide at the bottom, man. But they they fit tight. You know, you you. That's like the gel. That's the gel suit. Yeah, right? that was the yeah. old Shawshank yep. kind of gel suit, man. right? Yeah, it was nice, man. So I I really don't. It's a lot of stuff out there. If I if I probably dove in deep and say we you know glad they got rid of, but I want to talk about something that. I wish they got they get rid of, right? Mm-hmm. I wish they get rid of the and it's on board ships. It's not on shore duty. I'm talking about on board ships. I I wish they got rid of these programs. And one is DAPA, and the other is a Simio program. And I know everybody looking at oh man, why the fuck you want to get rid of those programs? Yeah, like I was a Simio yeah. boss, man. I know you're a Simio. I know. Um, and I'm about to be a DAPA. About to be a DAPA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you'll be a DAPA on shore duty though, right? Yeah. So the reason why I want to get rid of these programs, I'm, I'm thinking about it because I feel like it's a little bit of bias when it comes to the program. If it's on board the ship, I feel like the, the, the CO or the CMC can call you in and say, what's up with this sailor? And then I have heard rumors of people be like, all right. And I actually heard they'd be like, oh, they probably just trying to get out of something. Right. But now if you take it to shore duty, you send that sailor over there to shore duty. Now it's no bias to it. Right. And they don't have to be active duty they could be civilians or whoever but they can actually figure out and they have no buy-in 
you know, it doesn't hurt the ship. It doesn't, I mean, hurt that division or whatever the, the sailor on board the ship could be thinking about. They off there. They figuring it out from from a shore duty standpoint. Now I'm saying this. Now I know it's okay. What if we got to see? You got to get him to talk to somebody. Blah, blah blah. I know it's all that stuff out there, but I just think it's a better program if it was on shore duty and we sent them off of there. You have no bias. You have anything uh, when it comes to those type of programs. They get the help they need. I agree with you. Uh, that I think that's what they doing. They trying to do that more with the sexual assault uh, as well, sexual harassment reports and stuff like that. All of those reports should be based off ship. I believe that. I remember uh, one time when I was doing dealing with a report with the chain of command and the CCS, who I, I, I plan. I think we gonna we gonna probably sit down with him soon. But the CCS, he he told me, and I want to talk to him about it. But he was like, "What does hey, CCS stand for?" The Command Climate Specialist. Okay, right. And he was like, uh, and I was a semi at the time. He was like, "Hey, just remember." These are the same people that rank you, you know, write your eval, stuff like that. That was that was serious, yeah. you know? Like, that 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 was like, you know, and he was like, I, I'm all about you doing what's good and right. But just remember, yeah, these are the same people that's going to be ranking you and judging you. So really think about, you know, the decision you make. And it wasn't, it just didn't have anything to do with my commanding officer uh, anywhere like that. But it was a, a something that happened, and I wanted to do what I felt like was right as the simio. So now you're now you're you're weighing that too. So yeah. so you're right. It's a lot of it's a conflict of interest and yeah. a, a lot, you know. And then it also spills back to the you know to the sellers who might have came and reported to you because that's that kind of downgrades you. Period. Because if yeah. you don't if you didn't help you know a certain seller if they didn't feel like they was like uh, satisfied with your help. That's a bad Yelp. I call it a bad Yelp review. That's a bad Yelp review. Yeah. Somebody else going to say, hey, chief, not going to help. And then that might spill over just to like basic mentorship. At that point now, you might not even ha- be able to mentor a seller just based off of, you know, a bad semi-o experience that, yeah. you know, a seller has. So it, it's definitely tough. I, yeah. I've had before you before you mm-hmm. I've had, you know, even after, you know, turning over semi-o, I've had, you know, sellers come, you know, come talk to me. And uh, I'm like, hey, you got to talk to the Simeo. And then some sellers already have barriers in communication with the Simeo before even talking to the Simeo. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going to talk about, man. I was going to say um, the barriers, man, like you out there, you have to sell yourself a certain way so sellers will come and talk to you. Yeah. Because that's one of those things where I always want, hey, you know, speak up. You know, we a Simeo or a DAP or whoever is not going to know if if no one tells them, right. uh, if you don't bring it up or anything like that. So um, that's that's just my I know it's my opinion on it, man. But I just think it's a great idea, man. Like have it off the ship then, um, because you are right, man. If you if that sailor don't get the help that they need, they feel like you didn't help them or you didn't do the thing that you need to do. And then that sailor talked to another sailor. Then it's like wildfire. Then all of a sudden, hey, don't go, don't go to chief because he ain't gonna help you out. You know, I can see that stuff happening on the mess decks. You yeah. know, and then problems are not being fixed, addressed, anything at yeah. that point. So it's definitely and the the, the whole big big time semio conversation. I really want us to table it, and you know, because yeah. we want to have it with the with the CCS. But you said the same thing about the DAPA too. Yeah. Is it for the same reason? Um, I just think like like for example, um, 
someone having a, a a problem, right? And they have to they like when it comes to um see what words I'm looking for, um self referring, right? I feel like if you want to self refer, how about I go off the ship and self refer you out there, right? You self refer on the ship. Now everyone knows, you know, he's a he's he's got an alcohol problem. He's going to do this. I think it limits it a little bit if he went off the ship and wanted to self refer himself. So you so that just so you just you're riding right into my question and yeah. uh, like the first kind of big thing that I want to talk about is can leaders be trusted then? Yeah. Um, I do I I do think leaders can be trusted, right? Mm-hmm. But I think also um trust is also earned. Mm-hmm. Right? So um if I'm giving if I'm doing something and I expect someone to lean my way a little bit and I know I kind of jack this up, mm-hmm. don't expect the leader to freaking trust you because now I know you done done this before. So yes, I'm a question something you do. Uh, because you didn't do something right the first time, or the, or the way it should have been done in accordance with, or whatever. Um, but I, I intentionally don't think leaders are out there trying to uh, fuck over people or anything like that. I really think that people want to do the right thing. They may not know how to say it. They might not know how to to. They or, might not know how to do it. I do it, um, but I don't think they intentionally go out there to be a bad leader. Right, but so you you know I bring that up because the articles that's been coming out, yeah, certain yeah. things about sellers having a lack of trust in leadership. Yeah, um, and I see it. I mean, but sailors and and all of us have to understand. Also, uh, we got a job to do, and sometimes if you don't understand that, um, if you if you think for one second the captain just sitting in his stateroom and want to get on the way just to get on the way. A lot of times that's over his head too, you know. A lot of times um, we don't understand the fact of that we don't make final decisions on a lot of things. Like even myself as being a, a senior chief, like okay, we gonna muster every day could be doing in serve at twenty hundred, right? That's been put out by somebody above me, but my sailors sometimes when I put it out to them, I'm putting it out like it's coming from me. Yeah. Right, so now they think, oh man, chief keeping me here. Yeah, and that was twenty hundred, and that was in the extreme leadership book by uh, Jocko yes. Willink and Leif Babin, right? Yeah, where they was talking about getting orders and being like so upset with the orders, and then kind of toning it down, dialing it down, and realizing that like we all want the same thing, like we all yep. want the same exact goal. I got to understand why they asking for this. Um, I got to understand why I need to make these reports and, and, and you know, and kind of have all of these deliverables ready to go. And that's a big thing. Like you just said, like leaders have the same goal. We all want to succeed. Yep. You know, but like, like I said, it's not like a, nobody's flawless. Yeah. Meaning that everybody still needs help and, and nobody knows it all. That's why when you were talking the other week and we was talking about like getting feedback, right? And you was talking about getting feedback from uh, junior sellers as yeah. a senior enlisted seller. That means a lot. Like you don't know how you're doing without that feedback. And it's a respectable way to get that feedback. Yeah. So I do believe that leaders could be trusted, but I also do know some of us burn bridges as well. Yeah. 
and and and, and a lot of times we 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 burn we can burn bridges uh because sometimes it's so easy right it's so easy for me to stand in front of my guys and say um you know the ceo won't everybody be here to 20 hundred yeah it's so easy to do that now i get everything off of me it's so easy for me to, to go out and say some stuff like that and then on top of that somebody else gonna start talking about this and that and they gonna overhear that then now you done lost the trust yeah of your guys because you know you went in and said something differently and now it's like this and so you start losing trust and then your guys start losing it for you a little bit so and when they lose it for you they lose it for other leaders yeah like you yep especially in the mess man that you know we always talk as one you know so that's how it is you know we do one bad thing it's the mess did that they'll never say oh chief blah 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 did that no man the mess mess man they acting a fool in the mess yeah you know so and i I would probably i would forewarn people uh from going and making decisions based off emotion like an emotional response to like emotion as far as caring about your people being there for them when they're in a hospital you know being sympathetic for issues that they have is different than having an emotional response to your seller being late or your seller being upset. And I just recently uh, had an emotional response. So I had to kind of check myself and talk to the seller. And like, like it's like you don't want to go tit for tat with one of your sellers based off of emotion. Yeah. You know, and I think that's where a lot of leaders lose it. No matter if that seller is being emotional or not, you can't respond being emotional, the first thing they gonna you lose them. Then, like the first thing they gonna do is kind of judge you right there. Yeah, I tell you, man, I give you a like a example without giving names. I'm sure they'll probably know who I am, know who I'm talking about. But I had this chief came to me, and he's he's an emotional guy. Period. He's wears his you know wears it on his sleeves and all that stuff. And 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 one day we was in the mess, and something was said in there, and he rebuttaled, and then somebody else rebuttaled. And he normally don't hold it in. But this one time, he held it in. And he held it in because he was hearing the fact that he's always mad or he's always pissed off about something, right? Mm-hmm. But he didn't want to hold it in, but he did, right? So this guy stopped by my my little office yeah, and came in. And when he talked to me and told me what was going on and he asked me, like, how do he handle this and how he, can he handle it? The words that I said to him was the right the way you handle it is right now how you came in here and talked to me one on one instead of letting your emotions get to you while you was in the mess. Yeah. Right. Now you can go back and you can address that guy. You can one on one and say, Okay, this is what was going on. This is what I was feeling. This is what I was trying to say and you didn't let me say it. You know, or whatever the case may be. But knowing when you getting too much getting overwhelmed by something take a few seconds sit down relax rethink and then you go back and address the situation one-on-one is like always the best way to do it it's always gonna be a different conversation so so we talk a lot right when it comes to this uh lack of trust and leadership and we talk and we talk about people that's kind of like oblivious to the fact that there are sellers saying that they don't trust leadership yeah right and it's not on a small scale. It's starting to be reports about it. Um, so Surveys. So, okay, so we we can say it's not a lack of trust. It's not a lack of trust. Are they just not doing this? Or, but it 
even if it's not a lack of trust, it's a perceived lack of trust. However, a perceived lack of trust is a lack of trust. So we definitely have something to address there. We can't really run from it, yeah. you know, or, or, or hide it. It's a lack of trust and leadership. Yeah. Um, if, if, if I was, if I wanted to, to really dive into why younger sailors says it says it's a lack of trust or not just necessarily lack um younger sailors but if if i want to dive in that the first thing i would think about um is the fact of sailors today have a bigger voice than i had when i came in the navy yeah i came in the navy more of shut up and do your job right mm -hmm. now sailors have a voice they can speak out right yeah. So I think the trust figure, okay, if they have a better plan to do something, listen, right? You can always tell them the reason why we do it this way, yeah. but listen and hear they plan and then letting your say, that's empowering them. A lot of times us old dogs, we don't want to empower the young sailors because we've been doing something a certain way for so long. Yeah, I call them dinosaurs. Dinosaurs, right? Speaking of dinosaurs, you know, we have to to empower these young sailors. It's easy for me to say, do it this way, and we've been doing it that way for a reason, right? But I look at it like once you that sailor tells you um, his way of doing it, and if it's if it works, man, it works. But if it doesn't work, you can say, hey, the reason why we don't do this because of some safeties, reason why we don't do this because people didn't die, reason why we don't do this because equipment then broke, or whatever the case may be. That's what that's examples you can use. But guess what? I'm a firm believer that these young sailors are smarter than me. Yeah. So if they're smarter than me, let me hear them out. Yeah, I and want they, to they, hear them out. These the new leaders, just the new generation. Yeah. These eventually are going to be the leaders, and the way that things are going to be done is going to be their way anyway. Yeah, right. So I mean, that's there. That there is like when you got to start practicing adaptation. Yeah, you know. But one of the things when I talk to junior sellers, I think some of the confusion is about the extent of the relationship that we could have with junior sellers as leaders, as khaki more yeah. so. Um, like how far can you take it? Yeah, right. I tell you, man, it's a, it's a thin line. Yeah, right. But um, I try not to get too involved, like outside of work with junior sailors, unless we're having some kind of functional things like that. Why? And my biggest reason for it, and and no disrespect for no young sailors, no, nobody, right? Because I respect everybody. But I think sometime it's a it's it's a authority thing and some young sailors don't know how to turn it off and on. Right. Like if they come into my house and we hanging out and we having beers and we kicking it, they're going to be talking to me in a different way. Right. So now when we get to work and we trying to get stuff done. Now it's like. What's up? What's up, Damon? Now, is that based off experience? Have you been through something like that before? been through it I, i've been through it but not as a chief i've been as through like it a first, i've been at, through that as a first class yes been through it and, and, and i've been to the first class and that, even when i was a a works in a like suit works in a suit yeah. works in a suit man it's like changed the whole my whole mindset my whole dynamic and made me understand why my chief said this stuff before um 
because I got into E5. I'm trying to tell my sailor to do something, and we just kicked it this weekend, and we going at it in the P way. Yeah. Right, going at it, not, and, and 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 that's the, where I think yeah, it, and it's it, looming in your head the whole time. Like, yeah, man, yeah. we just hung out. This dude yeah. don't, you know, he's not gonna respect me, or she's not gonna respect me. Yeah, and uh, that's crazy. And then I'm out there doing wild stuff on the weekend. I'm wilding yeah, they out. See they you. see me wilding yeah. out like they see me doing this and that. And it's a respect thing, man. So I think the whole thing with 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 how far we can go. Um, and I love young Satan. I love talking to him. And, and I love having little get-togethers to see how they, they interact and do stuff like that. But I also know um, if it goes too far. And I know the repercussions of it going too far. Yeah, like some some stuff is like a part of the job, right? Correct. Yeah. Like when you when you go through initiation you chief you kind of go through stuff correcting sellers for like uniform discrepancies and stuff like that that's a part of the job that's our job yeah. now you know just as when we were you know uh junior sellers are the e5 that works in a suit your job was to kind of be the guy to train to be that works in the suit fastest mover on the, on a deck plate yeah. um first class you know the guy to kind of like shadow your chief to kind of like do your chief's job as far as the output is with the work center and stuff like that that was your role your responsibility as chiefs that good order and discipline and in the navy what is our job to uphold yeah. that kind of stuff to uphold the heritage to uphold the customs and all the traditions so a lot of times so it's not personal you know when somebody correcting somebody in the p-way for wearing headphones and uniform you know you can't yeah. you can't do that it's not a personal thing and i never want you know kind of sellers to take it personal and but you also some people do and then you might seem wishy uh wishy-washy when you see them the next minute and you're like hey what's up how you doing yeah uh what's up with it and they're like he, like you can't correct me and then try to be friends with me at the yeah. same time it's not really a thing you're just trying to like you're just trying to do your job to the best of your ability and correcting you and in these moments happen to be what our job is right now yeah and with that being said now i know a lot of you guys want to hang out with me come on man you know I mean? <laughs> representing the 49ers you know what i'm saying and things like that so i know you guys want to hang out with me but you just gotta understand man That's, it, is, it is it is what it is oh, man. man you know i just want to throw Heavy it out there man, man. you know like, <laughs> hear me the man man they gotta win a championship you first know. man yeah man but it's all good Niners though man gotta win a championship first yeah we uh we ain't quite you know, we ain't quite make it but we'll, we'll yeah it ain't got too many injuries this year but we'll see what happens yeah but yeah man that was, that was a big deal, man. Big, big deal. So dinosaurs. Yeah, I mean, we just spoke a little bit about dinosaurs uh, just then, but um, for the dinosaurs... What's your, what's, your, what's your definition of a dinosaur? My definition of dinosaur is somebody who's been doing something for a long time and, and can't flex, right? Like, been doing it. Um, for, for example, um, I can say his whole career... He's been having uh, printed out uh, thirteen week reports, right? I've been having this; it's been done forever, right? All of a sudden, this new program come out. You don't got to print out thirteen week report mm-hmm. again. But as an old dog, I want to see it. I want to see it on paper yeah. so I can follow it because it's what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. So regardless of what the program says, I need you to print that out and have it on my desk so yeah. I know what's going on for the week, right? But guess what, man? You don't have to do that no more, man. Like, and, and sometimes the old dogs and dinosaurs, man, they can't get over the fact that things are changing. Yeah, you know, um, and that's what I I think of dinosaurs, and, and it's 
And it goes back to what I said before. Um, if we listen, you know, a little bit more to these young sailors when they talking to us, um, I think it'll go both ways when it comes to respect. I think it'll go both ways when it comes to getting things done because they have an input. And I'm here to tell you so all the sailors know that I'm not, I don't just talk this just because I'm on this little podcast. This is what I talk about all the time. You know, with young sailors and stuff, trying my best to empower them um, in a way and not shoot them down before they get started. You know, right. they, they they trying to come up with these plans trying to come up with this. And all of a sudden, nope, not going to happen. So, yeah, because what happens to dinosaurs? They go extinct. They go extinct, man. They, We're not going to be here forever, man. These young sailors is the future, man. They go extinct. And yep. a lot of like it's a lot that could be shared with that message. Like a lot of people might not really know yet how to deliver a message. And we see that, too, where somebody might not know how to deliver a message, but we got to take in whatever message it is that they're delivering. Yeah. You know, uh, a dinosaur would be somebody that's kind of judging them on the delivery, but not kind of tackling the issue. Yeah. You know, so you follow up. All right. Uh, like you follow up by training. Right. Like this is how you should deliver this kind of message. But then you before you do that you actually address the problem like we yeah. got problems that need to be addressed so you know a dinosaur for me like you said is just somebody that can't adapt to change and is going to be left behind yeah right not going to make it yeah and it's just like and you can see it happening you know what i mean like like you can see where you was in in before and all of a sudden now he's like man i don't have the same you know effect i have on these sailors like i used to yeah and it is because things are changing right and you got to be able to adapt to what's 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 happening you know and and, and listening to these sailors man even with even when it comes to electronics and and the way they doing things with with, with that stuff man it's like way different what we did so what you think like how do you think when when you look back, right? You got a bunch of different generations of people, sellers, and contributions that people had on just a, a personal level to the Navy. What do you think this generation, a seller, is gonna like add to the Navy when it's all said and done? These guys, yeah, your, your E ones through E fours right now, or E fives because people are making rank fast. What do you think is gonna be that major contribution to the Navy? How is gonna change after them? Well, I think right now their biggest contribution is 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 being themselves, and I and, mm. I and I say that because of the fact of um, when you are, when you got a, a diverse group that's coming into the table, um, they got a lot of different ideas, and I think where they're gonna come in, they're gonna pay big dividends, is when they they are not scared to talk. Yeah, they are not scared to voice their opinion. And I think that's where they're gonna pay their their dividends at. They go that they're gonna get do their their biggest work uh, when it comes to that stuff. Um, and I'm telling you, these kids are not scared to speak their mind on whatever situation it is. Um, so I think that's what they're gonna pay 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 for it. Yeah, I, I I think I think these sellers, the new guys from E1 through about E5, I think some of the biggest contribution they make is in that rebellious kind of stamp where it's, there are avenues to, you know, to kind of handle 
all of the issues. Mm-hmm. But we see it a lot. Like a lot of times, uh, some of these junior sellers might not agree with a rule or something, and they just break that shit every day. Mm. <laughs> like, like yeah. they just break it every single day, right? And that, so that's the bad part of it. You know what I'm saying? That's the bad part of it. But that's also where I think when they get it in gear and they figure out the way to actually affect and make a change, that's going to be the positive part of it as well. You know? Um they don't like it. 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 They they just not going to support it. They just not yeah. going to do nothing about it. It's, it's better avenues to take, but they don't know them. So the best gift that we can give is to be the people that give them the better avenues to take to make the change. Sometimes it's things that we've always questioned, too. Like, hey, yeah. why does this got to be this way? Why does this got to be this way? Yeah. But we never really did anything about it. They yeah. just they just rebel. And, and they will get get, get together. They'll get together and rebel too, man. They'll talk to their friends about it and talk to everybody. Why are we doing this? And they'll they'll bring it forward, man. So I kind of I like that though. I love the rebel spirit. I would say continue the spirit, but try to get to the right forums, try to get to the right people, and try to make actual change. There's no reason to underground violate uh, you know laws or violate customs or violate instructions actually do what you got to do to make the change it's probably not that hard to make the change see the thing about me is i'm gonna always uphold whatever the instruction is yeah right but the other thing about me is if you bring up a point to me and that point makes sense and it's against the instruction or something like that the next thing we need to do let's see if we can rewrite this instruction yeah yeah i remember i remember that came out before when we, had, we were talking about some um about the kids with the twists and all that stuff. We, you actually was was rolling with that, trying to figure it out, trying to hit up the, um, the people to see, hey, can we make a change to this? I remember that happening. So, you know, if it's if it's a, a legitimate point, yeah, just yeah, bring like, it up. Let's be let's be progressive. Yeah, you I know, agree. So that's that's another big thing that I you know had. It's something you wanted to talk about too, wasn't it? Like about uh, being selfish, something like that. Yeah. So my question was, is um, can you be selfish in the Navy and be successful? So you asked me that and I asked somebody that I asked them what they thought about that. And they said that they said the answer was yes. OK, what's your answer? My answer without yeah. putting any uh, of my own personal feeling on it at first is yeah. yes. The answer is yes. OK, what's your answer? Just uh, my- one answer. Like they like they made me. You only got you. It's yes or no. I do got a part to it though. I got a part. Yeah, yeah, we're right going to okay, get into the part. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes to. Okay. Yes. Yes. And so now, can I break down why I'm saying yes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm saying yes to a certain time period, right? So I'm saying yes. I'm gonna be selfish. Uh, when it comes when I'm a E1 and I'm an E2, I'm an E3 and I'm hungry and I want to go out there and I want to be the best and I want to beat everybody in everything, mm-hmm. right? So I'm going to be selfish, right? I might let you go home and I'm going to stay back and study, right? Yeah. Or I might do things like that and be selfish because I want to I wanna be be better than you at, at anything. So, But I do think once you get to us, you get senior in the Navy, you can't be as selfish, Right. You, you just can't be in certain things you can be uh-huh. right um but to me it's not really about me as it was as it is now that it was in 98 right 
it's 2020 now. I'm, I'm more, I'm in the more of a stage of giving back right now. Yeah. Right. I'm in more of a state of saying, okay, this is what you could do to be better. This is what you could be, you know, to do to be successful um, in the Navy. Um, now, when it comes to being a guy like me and, and want to be selfish, it comes to my worth. Right. I know if, if, if I'm on a ship or I'm at shore duty and I know I might be one of the, the, the better guys here, but my evaluations don't reflect that so yeah i'm I'm gonna be a little hurt i'm gonna be a little savage because i know what i put in and i know it didn't come out like that so i think that's you could be selfish when it comes to something like that but at the the end of the day uh people evaluate you so it ain't like you evaluating yourself so somebody else could be seeing something different um i could be selfish as 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 a, a senior person when it comes to my education yeah. Right. That's what I want to do. I'm finna. I'm finna get this done. You know. So that's the reason why I say yes to it. But as I got senior in the Navy, kind of like wasn't a. It wasn't a, a no steal. But it's not as selfish as I was when I first came in. Yeah, you just can't be. Right. Yeah. You, you got people that you're you're around that you're supposed to be leading. You supposed yeah. to represent in every kind of way. So you just can't be. Yeah. As a E1, like you said, E2, E3, E4, it, you only, you're only worrying about yourself. Yeah. You know, those are the years to be worrying about yourself. Do you need to be supportive of your team, your team, which is your division? I believe so. You need to be supportive of, of, of your division and as far as being able to be a team player, getting a job done. But outside of that, you're only worried. You shouldn't be really worried about too many collaterals at that point. Um, yep. You know, maybe you getting your Eastwise and, you know, working on being a work center suit. But until then, you need, you need to just be killing it every yep. day, working on your your own personal career so that that's my outlook on everything. Your first five years is what's going to dictate your next 15. And that's if you're doing a 20 year or even, you know, past, you know, 15, but that's if you're doing a 20 year career, your first five years, your first command, how much work you put in is going to dictate everything that comes after that. So just read, study, because reading and studying is like a lost art too. read, study and kind of build a foundation for those next 15 years. So yes, um, in those first couple years, it might sound crazy, but be selfish. Worry about your knowledge, worry about your training, because it's going to be times that you can't do it. Uh, when I made chief, you know, like we supposed to be subject matter, matter experts. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to my first. I had a picture perfect imagery of like how I was going to be as a chief. So I'm going to go to my first ship and I'm going to stay in an office and study. I'm going to go mm. through SCAD. I'm going to go through OMS. I'm going to be a chief. I'm going to study and I'm going to be this like all knowing like expert. Yeah. When my division runs into trouble, I have a tech manual and they come right to me and I'm good to go. Right. What's that like the Oracle from like the Matrix or something like that? All right. I got it. I got it. I got it. Man, soon as I get to the ship, I don't have time to study or train. Nope. soon as you get to that ship, it's your people, you know, whether it's a person, a personal issue, whether it's work related. It's no time to sit down and read and study. So take advantage of the time early, the time you have to self-study to learn. Be a little selfish is going to pay off at the end. Not in a negative way. I'm not talking about selfish yeah. in a negative way. Selfish in a positive way. Worry about yourself. Take care of yourself. 
study all of the programs we talked about earlier invest your time in learning what they are invest your time in you yeah and speaking of that um learning when you're young man like you're right man i, I remember um uh, being on a ship my first ship and um i was an undesignated um sailor right so meaning i didn't have a rate meaning i didn't have a job you know title or whatever that's what that means so I was on the mess decks and, and, and I was in repair division, meaning I was going to be a damage control man, right? I knew mm -hmm. I was going to be a damage control man, but I didn't know anything about damage control. I was learning, right? But only thing people know is that you work in repair division, so you are damage control man. They don't care if you're undesignated or not. And I remember having a, a my, my second class was calling me out on the mess decks. He was doing DC training and he was asking me all the questions. Like I was a like I've been to A school and I did all this stuff. And that was one of the moments in my Navy career. And I was like, this ain't gonna happen to me no mm. more. So you punched him in the face? No, 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 no. I went, I went put that, <laughs> I went put that time in and learned this stuff. Oh. Right? I went to repair locker by myself so I figured this shit out. Yeah. You know, like he ain't gonna call me on how to do a pipe patch no more. He go call me. I don't know how to fight fires no more. You yeah. know, so I had to, to be a little bit selfish and say, okay, he, he so called you me out. Choked him out in a repair locker. Nah, I ain't. I ain't we ain't gonna choked. we gonna get one of these stories nah, out of you, man. man. I ain't, I ain't we gonna um, get one of these stories? You did something. You did yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, hide something. I got, I got, I got a lot of David stuff. David You know what? Man. One day it's gonna come out. Cause I got a real good uh, Philly story, man. That happened to me, <laughs> man. It didn't happen to me in Philly, but yeah, it was somebody from Philly. You know what I mean? So I gotta, I, I bring that story a little bit later, man. Hey, so uh, while we, while you just did mention uh, Philly, everybody in Philly that's going through anything right now, in my prayers. Uh, everybody in Philly, in my prayers. Um, it's a lot going on in the city right now. It's a lot. It's a whole lot going on in the city right now. Uh, it's a more social unrest, more rioting, uh, stuff like that. So I just want to say everybody's in my prayers. The cops. You know, they shot a guy. Uh, he had a knife. He was um, mentally ill. We found out later he had a, a mental health condition. They shot him. He had a knife. And after that, just, you know, social kind of unrest ensued after that. And just on either side of the coin for like some of the small business owners and some of the people in those neighborhoods that, you know, some of those people in the neighborhoods are black like my sister owns a business yeah. in like a neighborhood and you know she's okay with you know sacrificing her business for the cause that these people are fighting for that us people are fighting for but i just want to say philadelphia period you and my you're you're in my prayers this is a definitely a a, a podcast for service members but i mean we still people too we still got places that we from so philadelphia everybody um to the victim and all the victims uh you're all in my prayers and i hope that we don't have to talk about social injustice one day yeah you know i agree man so what book man what book you reading boss so uh, i'm not i'm not gonna sugarcoat it I finished the book that I was on, and I really don't want to talk about it, man. You know, the book that I read was about LLCs. I told you guys I was going to finish it. Um, it really didn't teach me a whole lot, man. I could have watched a little YouTube video and, and, and figured out what they told me in this book. So it wasn't that good. But I, I did buy another book. Um, 
that I'm gonna be reading this week um, is from um, actually my my wife uh, put me on on this guy. Um, his name is James Cooley, and his the name of his book from a, a country boy, you know, a country boy to city boy, mm-hmm. you know. So um, the book is about you know. I ain't got any details, so I don't know exactly what it's about. But if it's about his his upbringing and how he, he you know he was a a big fan of his um, the the women in his life. So uh, I'm looking forward to to reading that book and um, and hopefully you know James Cooley from out here. So hopefully meet him. You know I know he got a podcast. He got things going on. He's a motivator. So hopefully we might meet him one day. I was waiting for I was waiting for the word motivation to pop up in our podcast, man. I was waiting. I got a ticker. <laughs> I got a ticker, so I was waiting. But uh, mine is about, uh, well, first off, I do want to say that the victim uh, that I was talking about, um, about Philly and all the social social unrest, his name is Walter Wallace Jr. His name was Walter Wallace Jr. He struggled with mental health issues. So first he, rest he in peace. Away? He did pass away? He shot did. him. Yeah. Okay. So rest in, rest in peace. Walter Wallace Jr. But, um, the book that I was reading that well, the book that I want to talk about is Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. So you I mean you I mean I see you looking, yeah, yeah. man. But uh you talked about the dichotomy mm-hmm. of leadership. Extreme ownership meant a lot to me. Uh I think one of the biggest chapters was the friendly fire chapter where uh it was I wanna say it was Jocko who had to kinda like man up and realize like yeah, this was my fault. Like, you know, yeah. this whole thing was my fault. You know, he had all the big all the big wigs kind of come in and investigate the situation and hey, whose fault was this? You know, and yeah. a bunch of people manned up like it's my fault, it's my fault, it's my fault. Nah, this was my fault. Yeah. You know, this is my fault, you know? And um that's how I've been approaching everything that happens. And that's how if everybody approached everything that happened that way, you learn a whole lot about yourself and you learn a whole lot about your team if you take that ownership in every decision. So extreme ownership. If you haven't read it, whether you're a business owner, service member, or you just just a regular person trying to just live, <laughs> make sure you check out Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. Yeah, those those guys are big time, man. And whatever book they put out, it's normally a pretty freaking good book. Yeah, and I don't normally do the... Uh, books by service members uh, when we talk books i told you i was on like my social and and environmental stuff but i definitely wanted to kind of talk about uh, that book because that's a really good book and everything we were talking about today as far as leaders and dinosaurs stuff like that that book pertains to all of those topics yeah another kind of thing that pertain to dinosaurs and stuff is the movie right yeah man yeah I didn't even think about it till you just said yeah. that. Yeah, man. So our book review was Crimson Tide. Now the movie review. I mean movie, movie review. review. It's Crimson Tide. And um I'm gonna go ahead and say it right now and get it out the way. It's another Denzel movie. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I, I I know, I know it's a Denzel movie, but I'm gonna tell you guys, man, my mom, rest her soul, was a big Denzel fan. You know, so I, I got a, I got a, a big heart for old Denzel, man, when it comes to movies. And he's a great actor. Uh, but, yeah, so with that being said, I'm probably not going to hit old Denzel up for a while now, man. Yeah, I hit him two back yeah. to back. I'm probably not going to hit him up. But um, starting out with the review on Crimson Tide, man, what you think? Uh, I got a lot to say about it, right? So 
The first thing is this. Was I don't really understand how first of all, let's 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 do right by the movie, right? It was directed by Tony Scott, yep. produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. It starred Denzel uh Washington, uh the late uh James Gandolfini, uh Gene Hackman, uh Vigo Mortensen was in it. And a lot of a lot of other other at Ryan Phillippe was in it. A lot of those uh actors that were uh prominent in those uh time in the nineties were, were in this movie. Um, and some of them, a lot of them are still prominent now and are legends, as even like the director, Tony Scott. But uh, there's a couple parts about the movie. The movie was crazy, <laughs> man. This was a wild movie, right? <laughs> so <laughs> Gene was, Hackman man. was like the ultimate like asshole, like, you don't know if he racist, like, what is he, right? But uh, it was a scene in the movie that like kind of, and like just you being a, you know, damage control man too, like it kind of struck me oddly. Oh, yeah. I've never been on a sub, but like, oh, the sub is the XO that like is the only person. You got like this uh, fire in the, the galley and it's like what, 12 people in there? The XO, the only person that can extinguish the fire? Let me tell you this, man. No, 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 no disrespect, but XO ain't coming on my scene, man. You know what I mean? When it comes to fires in the galley and all that stuff, man. Like, XO was down there in the fight, man. He hit the emergency CO2 yes. switch in the galley? That should have been already been done. Uh-huh. I, didn't, I didn't understand. It kind of threw me off a little bit with the XO being down there, man. CO2? And with CO2. So, I <laughs> Yeah, it was, it's a, it's a. <laughs> it was like, and that's what it said on it. It was like a red square yeah, that said man. emergency CO2. Yeah. And he walked past a bunch of people fighting a fire, hit this switch. Yeah. So he was running. This whole scene hit me. Like, he, he's running through the ship, you know, uh, well, running through the submarine, jogging, uh, working out. It's a fire. Uh, uh, and he's the only person that seems to know how to put this fire out, right? So he goes, he puts the fire out. And then the captain, he want to run a, a drill scenario yes. during a time while it's an actual tragedy going on that uh, eventually caught, like as plays a part into the death of a sailor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was that was a crazy scene with him testing that, you know, doing GQ. And the other thing, <laughs> back to back to the Denzel character, man. Like, I don't know if you noticed, everyone else in there had FFEs on. Oh, yeah, Denzel no, didn't Denzel. have no, no FFEs on, man. He up in the fight. He doing the most. <laughs> not and he ain't got no FFE on, man. Not, not Denzel, Denzel, man. man. Um, but yeah, man, yeah, the guy, I, I think it was a chief or something that died during that scenario. And then it was a scene in there where he asked Denzel, the young Denzel, hey, you think it was my fault? Yeah. You know, and then Denzel said, he said no. Um, but. You know, I I think really he thought, you know, why in the hell we running these? And we, he actually told him too, pretty much like why are we running drills, yeah. doing actual casualty type deal. If you are on a sub, let us know if it's far fetched or not for the XO to be putting out fires. Yeah, is that I a, don't know. Yeah, me like, either. You is know, that a real deal, real yeah, thing? Or that's what? not happening on the surface combat. No, no. And and a, and a, a couple, you know, I know you you had that one. Another one was a dog. Is that a thing too? For all your sub guys, like, can you have a dog on a, on your on your sub like I, that? I know it's like a dog. I don't know if it's still true, but it's like a whole thing where like a dog could, could be on a ship if it's registered as a mascot or that used to be a yeah. thing. I don't know how true that yeah. is now, but uh, I remember taking my dog to my yeah. command. I, I remember. I, I remember on one ship they had an actual goat with a mascot. Yeah, and, and the goat was like <laughs> everywhere. It was in, when I was in was it Hawaii or somewhere I was at, and the goat was everywhere. We we had a function with them. We was actually you know part of when we did you know the initiation so it was all part of it 
Man, he had this goat everywhere, man. I heard they snuck the goat on. Man, goat shitting everywhere, man. Yeah, I heard about there. that. I heard they snuck the goat on. Yeah, man. I don't, I don't know how it happened, but that goat was everywhere. Everywhere we went, that goat was there, man. So, all right, back to this movie, right? Yeah. So, they they got a message that said to fire the missiles, right? That was yeah. the initial message, right? To fire the missiles. Another message came through, but the comms went down, so they only got like a partial, a, a portion of this message, right? Yeah. So, and it didn't have the actual messages, it just had the, uh, whoever it was sent to. So then the question was, is this message telling us to fire the missiles or stand down? So that was the biggest battle between an XO and a CO without giving up too much of the movie because it's definitely worth watching. Uh, Denzel was the XO uh, lieutenant commander and yep. the CO was a, a full bird captain. captain. Yep. And the CO was like an old school kind of like he actually been in war. Uh, Denzel was like this kind of new guy that was against war yep. um, kind of. So he was just against in his own self, just against firing these uh, missiles just as a person. But if I guess if he had to do yeah. it, he would have. Gene Hackman was a like a cowboy. Like he, he, you know, he wanted to do it. So then the big psychological aspect of it was what did this message say? You know, is Denzel making the right call by waiting to get comms up to get the message? Or is Gene Hackman making the right call by just wanting to fire off, which would which would cause a nuclear war at this point so what would you did in that situation if you was a captain what oh, you did i would have waited for the message i would have too and the re the only reason why i'm saying this i would have waited for the message because you know you already got a message that said fire the motherfuckers right yeah but i that half a message that came out the reason why i want to i would have waited is one reason only man it because i've been thinking why are you sending why me another, would another message come out yeah why did right. must come up? Why are you sending another? Message? And I think that's that had to be what the whole story was about. Why are you sending yeah. another? Message? But it got crazy, right? They mad. They got guns. Like, yeah. it got, oh man, it, it was, was like a mutant. standoff. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was crazy, man. <laughs> Big time tension, man. On that thing, man. They was locking you. The they didn't lock the CO up. Yeah, <laughs> commanding all of us a full bird. So captain. I never, I never, uh, I always saw it from that part, right? Where they, where this, where he was like telling them, like you know, you, you. You, you know, you getting locked up when they kept talking over each other. Yeah, Denzel killed that. He, powerful, oh, yeah. both of them. Like Gene oh, yeah, Hackman yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. But that was that yeah. was powerful. Like because Denzel yeah. did not. It, at, the whole time he was humble. He was humble. He was humble. He was taking it. But when it came down to standing up for what was right, he did not. He did not stand down from that, man. Yeah, and and then um, another good part where I feel like Denzel excelled in. So when they did the little the little thing where they took back over, mm -hmm. right. Denzel gave Denzel gave him all the stare down, but he gave that whistle up. You know what I mean? He, he it was a good part where he didn't try to fight back. You know what I mean? He didn't try to do anything like it was, they had like six guns pointed out. Yeah, they had six guns, but you know Denzel. <laughs> yeah, Denzel. Denzel I mean, yeah, he's, yeah, but he gave it up with grace and, and even gave him a turnover. Yeah, the stare down was crazy. So he yeah, the turnover was the turnover was decent. Yeah, the stare down was crazy because he looked at Vigo Mortensen, who was his friend. Friend. Then he looked at the the black dude. No, he looked yeah. at the black like dude first. first. Yeah, he looked, he's <laughs> looked at him like you. Like, yeah, like then he look. looked at Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, like he was his friend. But but let me tell you about that part though. This guy was at his kid's birthday party. Vigo, right? Yeah, yeah. And then he coming in and kind of like turned on him. But he didn't want to though. I mean, I guess you know Denzel didn't know that, but he really didn't want to turn on Denzel though. He yeah, and he he wound up eventually not yeah. turning on him, and then it just so happened that Denzel was right. You know, uh, well, I gave that up. Sorry, uh, spoiler yeah. alert. 
<laughs> Spoiler alert. Sorry about that. But what you what would you get a movie? How many stars? Man, I'm gonna have to get that movie three and a half, man. Three and a half? Yeah. It was a good movie though. I mean, I, I like the movie. I like Den, I like both parts, not just Denzel. I like, you know, Hackman too. I, I think both of them did a, an outstanding job in the movie, man. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead. I don't, I don't do the halves, so I'm gonna go ahead and give it a three. Okay. I probably will do a half one of these days, to be honest. But I'm gonna go ahead and give it a three, a hot three. Um, decent movie. Um, definitely good acting. Uh, some of the stuff to me again seemed like it wasn't realistic. Yeah. There's a couple scenes yeah. like. I didn't really understand the whole, I, I was in and out of sleep, I guess, but the whole like closing the hatch down on the the people, I understood that it was going to stop the flooding, but I feel like one or two of those guys, like why wasn't they just climbing out? Yeah, the one that's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It seemed like they could just climb out, but somebody might have to better yeah. ex- explain and, and that and part to me. And one of the other things that that's, that wasn't something I think we'll do is in the beginning where the lieutenant dropped a sailor on the bus. Oh yeah, yeah. He made them do push-ups. They do push-ups and address. And I don't think that that's happening right now either, though. Yeah, yeah. That I was mean, yeah. You no. Know, that that was crazy. But uh, yeah. all in all, really good movie. Um, I think all, it being dated and a little older uh, affects my score too. Maybe if I watched yeah. it in nineteen ninety four five, whenever it came out, I would have probably enjoyed it more. But over overall, good movie. Yeah, I agree, man. Uh, y'all could continue making movies, Denzel and, <laughs> and Tony Scott, which they did make some great movies after that together. Yeah, they did. Hey, man. That's it. That's it, Another man. week. Permission to speak freely. I'm Damo. And I'm Damon. Thank you for listening. See you guys next week.